Uh, we're continuing the Gemara, and um, we are on Daf Ayin Vav Amidal of 76a, and we're continuing this very uh, involved, very complex conversation about what sort of ailments will render someone incapable of, uh, of having a child. Second line on the page, I'm Rabbi Yehuda Amar Let's say there was a puncture in your organ that was then closed up. If that hole is a hole that every time that one would have a seminal emission, the hole will, that has been somewhat healed will open up again, then by definition, that, that, that type of uh, emission that will happen will not be forceful enough to create, uh, you know, the sperm will be able to impregnate. He loved kasher, but if not, then he's considered kasher and he's still able to marry a Jewish woman. Have a Rava. Rava dealt with this. Hecha. One second. Hole where? Where can the hole be? Anywhere? If the hole is below the crown and is further away from the body, then even if it was completely cut off, it should still be kasher because it would still be able to... Um, it, it, it would be far enough removed that it would still be able to have uh, you know, the right type of emission to have children. Rather, you have to say that what we're referring to is in the Atara Atma, in the crown itself. Itmanami, as we stated elsewhere as well. Amra Mari Barmar, Amar Marukfa, Amar Shmuel. Nike Atara Atma Benistam. Let's say there was a hole in the Atara itself, the crown itself, that has then become closed up. If it would be something that it would tear every time he had seminal emission, then he'd be disqualified to marry into the faith, into the into the congregation of Israel, so to speak. He loved kasher. However, if not, he would be kasher. Rava, the son of a rabbi, sends a question to Rav Yesen, his father's teacher. Avdinan will uh, will uh, master will our teacher will our Rebbe teach us what we should do. How do we know what's the case exactly to figure out will it tear? It's a funny, it's a thought experiment that even even uh, the Gemara wants to know. Well, how do you actually ever discern the answer to this question? What are you going to do? You're going to test it. How do you figure this out? Will it open or not? Bring warm barley bread and you put this on the back end of the man. And then he'll end up having a seminal emission, a chazinale. And while he's having a seminal emission, you will watch him, right? And Moshe Feinstein uses this actually for a little bit of a different case, a more involved case, not a case that is um, something that should be discussed during that day, but a very fascinating case. Or Moshe Feinstein uses this as a heter for a different scenario as well. Okay, and then check to see what happens to the man's organ. Amarabaya. Atu kule alma. Yaakov avino have. Is everybody like our father Yaakov? as it's written about him, the name Ruvain comes partially from the fact that he is described as the might and the first uh, the first fruits of his strength. What does this mean? That Yaakov is 84 years old and for the very first time he has a seminal emission at the age of 84. Most people are not on that level and therefore having been exposed to have a hot barley bread will not be necessary. There are other ways that we can figure out what the deal is. El they bring in front of him colorful women's clothing and he'll look at it and he'll cause him to have an omission. Well, you're going from you're going from somebody who the only way to get him to have an omission is something that is not at all related to lust, all the way to somebody who like, literally just sees a woman's clothing and shazam, right? That's a little bit, you know, that's Barzila Aguiladi, who's a little bit of a, a decadent hedonistic lifestyle. Rather, your original answer was the correct answer.
If it's punctured, then it's going to be disqualified because it's not going to come out in a straight stream, but rather it's going to drip. Nistam kasher, if it's closed up already, kasher is still kosher. Because you can still have children. This is a case where the, those who are disqualified can come back and become kosher again. How? If they close up. What is this coming to? When you say zehu, this is the case. Typically, what that means is we're coming to exclude something that is similar. What are we coming to exclude? It excludes the case where a tissue was formed on the lungs right, because of a wound. The And it's not considered, it's not considered a good um, uh, tissue. And this is a question of a trefa, right? If an animal has a hole in its lungs and the lungs render the animal not able to survive for a year, and it becomes a trefa. Now, even if the animal heals subsequently, we still say that's not sufficient. What can we do to close up the puncture? She says, you bring my sinan to bring a grain of barley, and scratch him on the hole, on where the hole was with the barley, and then bring fat and, and smear that barley, and then bring a shumshumana gamla, a large uh, ant, a fat ant, let it bite him right there. This is not something you should try at home. Oh, And then you cut off the head of the ant and you leave the head of the ant inside that wound. And then the head will be like, a, will grow scar tissue around it. The dakasarta is going to be true with the grain of barley. But if you use metal, then it would cause uh, inflammation. You would have blood poisoning. These words are, the entire concept of using an ant's head to cover up the wound or to cause the body to, to grow. Scar tissue to cover up that wound is only true when it's a small wound. Avagado, but if it's a larger wound, mikvule, mikvule, it wouldn't happen. It would end up uh, being peeled off anyways. I'm a rabbi baravuna. If someone who's urinating, when he urinates, he urinates in two different places, he's disqualified. He can't have children. I'm a rabbi. Less hell. Rabbi, like Abba. Like, Allah does not follow Rabbi. Allah does not follow Abba. When he said, when he said, Kibra, and he said, it's not like the son. He said, it's not like the father. Brahadamar, that's we just mentioned. Abba, what's Abba? The Amar Abuna, as Abuna himself said, Nashim Hamasaila Zubazu, Sulistikahuna. Women who engage in, in uh, relations with each other, right? Now, the, the word that we use for women engaging in relations with each other is not the same word that we use in terms of men engaging in relations with women or men engaging in relations with, 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 uh, with a man, because over there, there is a, 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 some sort of a stick that you're going to stick into some sort of a hole, right? Very loosely and crudely described. With women, you don't have that. So we're talking about they are basically rubbing each other against each other, right? So they become puzzle for kahuna. And even according to Rabbi Lazar, he says that if you have a single man sleeping with a single woman, not for the sake of marriage, that it renders her zaina. That's only a, a man. But with a woman, it's just called pritsutsuba alma. Um, and, and, it, and it does not make her into a, a zaina. Okay, so Rav Huna was of the opinion that if you have a woman who are acting with each other in, in these types of relationships, right, in what we, you know, a lesbian relationship, they become possible for Kahuna. But the Allah doesn't follow. And the Allah actually says, at least according to the end of this Gemara, that they are still kosher for Kahuna because we don't follow the opinion of Rav Huna. A which we just described with the R, either a testicle issue or an organ issue. They are still permitted to marry a convert and a freed 
slave. Permitted to marry the congregation, to marry someone who was born a Jew. That's just the that's the drasha. That's what the pasuk teaches. She never says. He who has a wound in his testicles or someone who has a wound in his organ is not allowed to enter into the assembly of Hashem. So although a ger is certainly part of the Jewish people, 100%, but the language of being the assembly of Hashem, that excludes a ger and, and a geris as well. And therefore, they are allowed to marry into, they are these Tzuadaka and Kushoka are allowed to marry a geiris. They're just not allowed to marry someone who is born Jewish. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, um, mm-hmm. What about Tzuadaka who is a Kain? Is he allowed to marry Gieris Meshacharis? Because even though he's a Kain and he can't marry anybody else, maybe he's still considered a Kain and Kain is not allowed to marry. Vasar is forbidden to marry a person who is converted. Or maybe the very fact that he's not a, he has these wounds that you know disqualify him from ever having children make it that he is not a really on the holy level of a coin is last primary convert. I'm gonna bring you a proof. If a Jew who's wounded in his testicles is allowed to marry an Asina, and Asina is the descendant of the Gibainim. Typically, a Jew is not allowed to marry an Asina, right? Um, so what we see from here is that the fact is that once you are once you're wounded in your testicle, you're not you're not on the same level of holiness. If you thought that you're on the same level of holiness, then there should be a prohibition over here that you should not marry them. Amarava Rava says, Is that based on kedusha or not kedusha, based on sanctity or lack thereof? Maybe the halacha over there is very simple. The reason why you're not allowed to marry an Asina is because maybe they'll give birth to a child. And maybe the reason is because we're worried that they'll give birth to a child and then the, the child will listen to his mother and he'll start worshiping idols. And these words will only apply when they're still idol worshippers. But once they're converted, they're permitted. And maybe the entire reason why you can't marry an Asina is only a rabbinic decree that you shouldn't marry them after the conversion because if you were to marry them before the conversion, it might have a problem. And therefore, they said, make a, make a, a um, decree afterwards. And maybe the Chachamim only said it's Asr with somebody who actually could have children, because that would be the concern. But this one can't even have children. Maybe the Chachamim didn't make it clear at all. But according to this, Mamzer Debara Elidi, a Mamzer who has the capacity to have children, he should also be then forbidden to marry in Asina, right? Because he does have the ability to have children. And if the whole concern is the concern that perhaps they'll have children and the children will then worship idols. And then the rabbis came along and added an additional layer of prohibition and said that even after they converted, we're still concerned. But tonight, but we learned in the Mishnah, the Mishnah condition teaches that a Mamzer and Nasina are permitted to marry each other, even though they could have children. So rather you have to say that the entire takana of the rabbis was only a takana on those who are fit to marry into the congregation of Hashem. But they never made a takana on those who are unfit to marry into the congregation of Hashem. What we see from here is that a Kohen who is a Kushavcha is indeed permitted to marry a convert because they're not on the same level of holiness. Adam Rav says, actually, I made a mistake. When it says like the bum, clearly it is not referring to don't have a marriage to these non-Jewish women while they're not Jewish women. You know why that's not telling you that? Because there's no such thing as a marriage to a non-Jewish woman. It doesn't exist. This is luchasnas, and only when they're converted would their marriage be valid anyway. So when the Pasuk says specifically regarding an Asina, 
that they're not allowed to marry them. It means after they've converted, they're not allowed to marry them. And if so, the fact that a suadaka is still allowed to marry in a sina tells us that when you are a suadaka, you're no longer on the same level of holiness. It says that Shlomo Melech did marry the daughter of Kara, the king of Mitzrayim. You see, we have this language of Ischasnus, when she's still an Egyptian woman. No, it was after conversion. The question. We have learned previously in Yavamas itself, there are different time periods in Jewish history where you do not accept converts, right? And one of those time periods was during the days of King David and days of King Shlomo Melech. Shlomo Melech is the assumption is that there is not a valid, there's not a legitimate conversion here. This is a conversion because they are assuming that they're going to be getting some good benefits from it. The reason is because they were only converted because they wanted to be able to eat from the table of the malachim. And where it says, well, actually, the, the Baspari, of course, has a different reason why she's not, she wouldn't, we don't have to be concerned that perhaps that's why she did it. She doesn't need it. She's the second richest, the daughter of the second richest person in the world. But we should say anyway that she's not allowed to marry because she's not allowed to marry because she's a first generation Mitzri convert. And only a third generation Mitzri convert is allowed to marry. Maybe what you'll do is you'll say that the entire prohibition in the Torah, that you're not allowed to marry a Mitzri convert, an Egyptian convert, maybe that's only applied to those first generation people, the people who were actually the ones who enslaved and oppressed the Jewish people. People living in Mitzrayim afterwards are completely different people. They're not included. Minyamin was a Mitzri, he was one of my friends. And he was from the students, and he said, I'm a first generation Mitzri convert, and I married a first generation Mitzri convert. Ask the name Mitzri Shnia, I will marry my son to a second generation Mitzri convert. So that the grandson will be able to marry the Jewish people. So clearly, there was still a concern even after Shlomo Malach's times. And that Nishlomo Leko Venesa. So Papa says a fascinating Who says we're supposed to be taking our, our halachic direction from what Shlomo Melech did? Shlomo Leinasib Midi. Shlomo didn't even marry at all. The Sibi as it's written. In Agayim Hashem Hashem Al Bnei Yisrael, the nation concerning which Hashem said to the Jewish people, Lo Yisavayu Bahem, you shall not marry to them. Bahem Lo Yavayu Bahem, nor should they come amongst you. Achin Yatu Es Bavatim Achay Elehesam, because they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Bahem Davak Shlomo Laava. But on the other hand, it says that Shlomo did, was Dabak for him. He connected to them. So what it means is love, not marriage. One second, though. How do you deal with that? If, if, if you're saying he never really got married and that's how he solved the problem, which, of course, we're going to leave aside the question of, well, then, how is this permitted anyways, right? Leave that aside for a minute. The greater question is, well, then why does it say by Yitzchatim, which implies that he married? Because he has so much love for this Egyptian woman, the Pasuk says it as if he had married her. What we learned in a Mishnah, the very fact that the Mishnah teaches that a Pasuadaka is permitted to a, a, um, to a, a, convert and to a Ebed that has been uh, freed, the implication is that an Essene is forbidden. According to your reasoning, what we say from the latter part of the Mishnah, they're only forbidden to enter into the Kahal, right? to marry a person who's born Jewish. The implication is that they're permitted to marry an Essene. So rather, you must see that from here, there's no way to infer anything one way or another. Dr. Mishnah. This is beautiful that we're up to this right now because as we are 
are literally about to go into, into uh, Shavuos, and we'll see that this Gemara is going to have the famous conversation about why it is that Rus was permitted to marry Boaz. Amoni Mayavi Asurim and Amoni and Mayavi convert even after converting, they are forbidden to marry. The Yisurim Israel and their prohibition is forever. They do not have a three generation, you know, um, uh, what's that called? Three generation horizon where up until then they're forbidden and afterwards they're permitted. When they came, I say, and Mutaros Biyad, but the female ones are permitted right away as soon as they convert. Mitzvah Daimi Enim Asurim Ala Ashkash, they're forbidden until three generations. Achat Scharm, Achat Akebis, both male and female. Converts. Shimon permits Egyptian and um, Egyptian and uh, Edom women right away. And if in a situation where the males are forbidden, forbidden even completely forever, i.e., by Ammonia Moyavi, Hitras and Akavis Miyad, but yet you permit the female, the wives right away, the women right away, who after they converted. In a place where they only forbid the for three generations, well, then is it not then obvious that by Mitzri, we only forbid even the men is only forbidden for three generations? And certainly the woman will be permitted right away. If you have a halacha like this, in other words, if you have a you a messiah that this is the halacha, oh, fine, I'll accept it. But if you're really trying to build your own kavachimer, yes, tshuva. I could, I could, uh, I could tell you, you know, the great proof. Light. Indeed, you have no no way to disprove my point. I am telling you a tradition and not a svara. Where do we know these halachas? When Shaul sees that David is going forth against the plishti, against the Goliaths, Amr al Avner, Sarat Sabai, sister Avner, his general. Whose son is this young fellow who's ready to go fight against Goliaths, right? Goliath. <laughs> Your soul shall live, king, but I don't know the answer. He didn't know. And he loved him. And he was his armor bearer. Ella Avua Kamasha. He was asking who was his father. He didn't know his father. And the man was an old man in the days of Shaul, and he came with men. In other words, he was his renown came before him. He came with Abba. This is Yishai, the father of David. He had an entourage. Everybody knew who he was. He's a famous fellow. I know he's from the tribe of Judah. But is he from the son of Peretz or from the son of Zerach? If he's from Peretz, he could be a king. The Allah is that a king breaks for him a path. A king breaks the walls. And no one can protest, right? But if he's from Zerach, then fine, he'll be a chash of a person, he'll be a distinguished personage, but he's not going to be the king. That's why he was asking, who's his father? I know he's a holy, I know he's a holy man and a distinguished personage. I don't want to know if he's from which son of Judah. My time so why do you tell him to go find out who he is? Why? Because it's written and Shaul dresses David with his armor when he's going to fight Goliath. Now Shaul is Kimidase and it ends up fitting David. And we wrote about Shaul, a famous line in Malachim, I'm sorry, in Shmuel, a line that we use even today. And we say, David, I'm sorry, Shaul, his shoulders and upward, taller than everybody. So the, the fact that his armor actually fits King David, or not yet King David, but David, who should not have fit him because he's young and he's short, or at least shorter than Shaul, that itself, when it fit him, Shaul said, oh, one second, this guy might have some kingly 
qualities about him. She's like, well, slow down. Let's try to figure out who he's from. I'm a day academy. So day academy steps up to the plate. It says, Before you figure out, is he Roy to be the Melech or not? Is he someone who is capable of being the king? Find out if he's even permitted to marry into our people. My timer, what's the reason? Because he comes from Rosamavit. Maybe he's not allowed to marry a Jew at all because he's a descendant from a female Moavi convert. I'm like, I'm there. So Avner says, Tanina, it was already taught. The Pasuk says you're not allowed to marry an Amoni. An Amoni can't come into the congregation. It says Amoni, a male Ammonite convert. But the implication is a Ammonist convert is permitted. And so too it says you're not allowed to marry a Moabi is not allowed to enter into the congregation, but a Moabis is permitted. Habit Russia. Elamiata says, Oh, yeah, is that right? Mom says the mamzer can't marry the Jewish people, only a bastard. Below Mamzeris, but a female, a female bastard is okay. Mamzer Xiv. So Mara says, no, Mamzer is different. Mamzer Xiv Mumzar. Mamzer is actually a portmanteau. It's two different words put together. Mumzar. Blemish strange. Okay. So Mamzer, although it, it definitely is a masculine conjugation, it doesn't have to be exclusively masculine. And therefore it can include also feminine Mamzerum and Mamzeros as well. Whereas Amoni, Veloya Amoinis, Mayavi Mayavis is more conclusive. Mitzri Velay Mitzris. Say a Mitzri convert, but not a Mitzris. It should not be a problem. Shanyach of the Mafarish time of the crowd. Well, over there, it actually says explicitly in the Pasuk why you can't do it. Why are you not allowed to marry a Moabi and an Amoni? The reason is because they are our relatives. They are the descendants of Lot. And we're coming and we're starving. And we're about to go into the land of Israel. And we ask them to please help us out and let us buy some food from them. Let us buy some water from them. And instead, they don't give us anything. And because they exhibited such a terrible lack of chesed, a terrible lack of kindness and concern and empathy for their cousins who were at their time of need, they don't deserve to belong to the Jewish people. The Jewish people are a pleasant, compassionate, caring, and merciful people. And we can't have these uh, adulterating influences in our, in our people become part of our genetic component. So the, the only is a complaint, the Torah itself, because it's the reason why you can't marry Mo'avi Amoni. That only applies. And it would not be normal for a woman to go out to meet the Jewish people as they're traveling in the desert. So therefore, we only have a complaint on the men, but not on the woman. But the men still should have met the men. Okay, fine. But why didn't the woman come to meet the woman? Ishtik, so Abner's quiet. Okay, so at this point, Abner has just been bested by Doeg. And Doeg is trying to prove to Abner that you're wrong. You're wrong. We're not allowed to marry a Moabia convert. We're not allowed to marry a Ammoniac convert. And David Amalek is not valid to marry into the congregation. And his father was not valid to marry into the congregation. Miyad immediately by Yemar Melashal. So Shal says, Atta ben Miza Halem, go find out whose son he is. Hasam Karile Narav, Lyri called him a young man. Hacha Karile Alam, and here he called him a youth, even younger. Hacha Kamal is already saying to him, Allah and his alma mimfa, the Allah has been lost from you. You're not sure yourself what Allah is. Say, Shaba based on Medrash, go ask the Miss Medrash what Allah is. Shal, he went and asked, Amrile, they said to him, Amoni Vile Amenis, the prohibition is not to marry a Amoni, a male, but not a female, females permitted. Moavi Velo Moavis, a male Moavi and not a female Moavi. They're permitted to enter into the nation. So they asked him all of his questions 
about why they're wrong in their, in their halachic conclusions. He says, why would they be different? Why is this different than a mitzri? And so on, all that conversation we just had with Doeg and Abner. Ishtiku, they were quiet. So Bo, le'achruze aleha. So what Doeg wanted to do is he wanted to say that David Melech is not valid to enter into the congregation. Miyad, ba'amasa ben ish, ba'amasa the son of a man, ishma Yisra Yisraeli. His name was Yisra the Israeli. She married Abigail, the daughter of Nachash. Who is Abigail, the daughter of Nachash? That's David Amel's brother, his sister. Bixiv, Yisra Yishmaeli, and it's also written that he's called Yisra Yishmaeli, right from Yishmael. Amarav, Amalamit, Shechagar, Harvey, Yishmael, teaches that he took out a sword like a Yishmaeli. And he said, Whoever does not accept this halacha, I'm going to stab them with the sword. I have this mysterious tradition from the Bezdin of Shmuel Aramasi, the prophet Shmuel. Okay, we're going to continue the story tomorrow. It's a fascinating story. We're supposed to leave people off on a cliffhanger, want, wanting to learn more. And uh, yeah, Mitzvah